Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater. We are your crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information today. And we brought in some recruitments or, or some additional crew to help out because we don't have Captain Patrick. We don't have Mike the Mariner. We don't have Captain Rusty. But we do have Joe from Motor City Boatworks with us uh, today. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Welcome. Hi, how are you guys today? Yeah, well, you know, you uh, tapped in to uh, fill a role. I don't know if it's first mate or, uh, well, it's probably captain. It's probably higher ranking than Barry or myself, wouldn't you say, Barry? I mean, well, yeah, considering that he restores boats and right. does all that work, and I just try to keep mine floating. Yes, okay. So the the threshold is very low for our crew. So you're you're bringing us up a notch today, Joe. We appreciate that. I feel like I feel like I'm just a slobby. Trust me, I, well, I really don't know what I'm doing. Okay, well, in that case, you're in charge of cleaning the heads. But that uh, will we'll save really that well. for a little bit it later on. the first time. Okay, good, good. <laughs> we got one with experience for once. But uh, yeah, Joe's with Motor City uh, Bulwarks, a YouTube channel that you can look right up there on YouTube and follow his progress. And, you know, we're going to get to what he's been up to lately because it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Matter of fact, you've been doing doing some crazy traveling from what i uh, recall from talking to you on the phone yeah yes i've been doing some traveling and finding some stories of boat motivation but i have been working on the boat believe it or not Uh, it's a little bit like watching paint dry it's taking a very long time to to get things going but we are making progress right and uh and let's get to that in just a bit because i want to ask about your travels because didn't you uh do some kind of big boating journey uh, over in the uk or something isn't that what you were telling me a a week or two ago uh yeah i did every summer i'm retired now i built the boat works to as my hobby to restore boats and i created this youtube channel my wife still works so uh every summer she gets off from work so it's our time to travel we committed to traveling a lot more since i've retired so we always take these trips and this summer we went to the netherlands to a region called friesland friesland netherlands it is to the north east of amsterdam and uh, it's a uh, it's an area that ha- is all all the cities are connected by canals rivers and lakes right and we we chartered a dutch steel trawler a nine meter dutch steel trawler it's about 30 feet long uh, has a single diesel engine and we spent two weeks traveling all through the canals of the netherlands uh stopping in all the little towns i did a series of three videos on my youtube channel talking about this what it's like uh, lessons that we learned from being on that small pocket trawler uh, that I would bring back to my own uh, boat building project. Um, and uh, it was just an, a fantastic experience. Uh, one, it's an amazing region, a very diverse, uh, really fantastic food. It's just a boater's paradise. It's something we don't have in the United States. Right. It's probably the, some of the best cruising grounds in all of Europe. It's a lot of... If I recall, there's a lot of fresh cheese and chocolate. A 
along the way. Cheese and chocolate and sausage. And And sausages, uh, right. That's the other one. Uh, It's so amazing. (laughs) Believe me. I love it. That sounds uh, amazing. Barry, what do you think? So, So it was just you and your wife on this boat, correct? Yes, that's wow. correct. We, okay, we flew, so yeah, we flew over, chartered this boat from a charter company. There's actually a number of charter companies that do this. It's very popular in Europe, but Americans really uh, don't really they don't really see Americans doing this sort of thing because it's a little bit off the beaten path. Sure. Okay, so then you would be considered a boater as opposed to a passenger on a ship where you paid someone money to drive the boat for yes. you. Yes, okay. Is, yeah, yeah, we wanted to make we, sure we got we, that through. Oh, we, we chartered go. the yeah, yeah, we chartered we chartered this uh, steel Dutch trawler. You don't need a license. You do have to have a little bit of experience or you can go through their class. It is self-drive, so it's the equivalent of like renting a car. You're driving the boat at about 6 knots. Uh my my wife drove the boat, I drove the boat. Uh the this particular boat came with a bow and a stern thruster, single diesel engine. Like I said, it only goes mm-hmm. at about 6 knots. That's not very fast. Right. And uh, you have to be able to do a little bit of navigation, which can be challenging because the maps and charts are all in Dutch. Uh, mm. But uh, it, it, it is possible kind of with a, a, an English guidebook that we had, we got from the internet. Well, you get and, your iPhone uh, yeah. to translate. Yeah. Right? And we use the iPhone <laughs> to translate. And in fact, mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the boat had very kind of simplified uh, instruments. And I used my phone to give me a position fix to, to kind of use a GPS to kind of just get an idea of where I was, make sure it was was matching what I thought it was on the charts, right? Because they're really quite detailed, and uh, and you just kind of plan your own adventure. You, yeah. you the the charter company gives you some select routes, and you can modify them, do what you want to do, go as long as you want, stop, do whatever you need to do. In fact, we had a storm while we were traveling during the two weeks, caused us to have to lay up for an extra day or two, and uh, at that point, the trip just kind of becomes planet, you know, day by day as you go along. Nice. That sounds amazing. Now, I've done the Rhine River, and there's a lot of locks and things that you got to go through if you do one of those river cruises. Were you doing that as well, or what? No. So, in the Friesland region, everything is pretty much on the same plane. There's Mm -hmm. not, you don't really have multiple locks, but you do have. A, uh, a lot of canals and the canals have bridges and okay. the bridges are all set of course at different heights so you really have to pay attention to what your boat uh, how what the air draft is on your boat in other right. words how tall it is mm-hmm. and you you kind of have to pre-plan your route every day we look at the chart to kind of make sure that where we're going to we could get under the bridges where we were going sometimes the bridges are automatic sometimes the bridges are are fixed they don't open Sometimes there's a bridge keeper, and uh, we were very fortunate. We chose a particular boat that has a very low air draft, so we were able to scoot underneath some bridges that most bigger boats can't go. Right. We were able to take a route that larger boats generally don't go on, which really made for an exceptional kind of a journey. We really got off the beaten path. Um, uh, it's it's very similar to the United States, but... But just uh, the only thing I can tell people is that it is it is really like a boater's paradise. I bet the 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 infrastructure for the water for your boat, fuel for your boat, places to moor, places to just pull over, the cost of everything extremely reasonable. The proximity of grocery stores and restaurants, waterfronts to where you might be staying overnight, it's all super convenient. It's just it's just an extraordinary kind of boating paradise. I bet. Now, despite the fact that a lot of the instructions on the boat were in Dutch. Uh, most of the people over there speak English as well as Dutch, don't you? Yes. So you don't yeah. have that language barrier? 
That is true. In fact, like 99% of the people in the Netherlands, they all speak English, if not multiple languages. So there's really no issue with understanding what's being said. Uh, you know, the only time it's a little bit, uh, it was a little bit tricky is learning some of the Dutch words on the charts to really be able to understand, uh, you know, how high the bridges are, how deep the water is in the canal, mm-hmm. uh, what places may or may not be open at certain times. Of course, everything is in the metric system, so you kind of, kind of take that into account right. and uh, and just kind of keep those things in mind. But grocery shopping, restaurants, everything—it's just like being in the United States. It's, in fact, it's a little bit exotic. It's really quite nice, and they were extremely uh, friendly and found it unusual that Americans would be taking this type of trip. Well, there you go. So I was going to ask the uh, difference between American boaters and boaters in the Netherlands. Was there a difference or did you like, hey, look, we have that common bond of boating. It doesn't really matter where what country you live in. I would say, you know, I had this conversation with the charter company owner and I was talking to him uh, about whether he got Americans, whether he got inquiries from Americans. And he, you know, the largest, he said the biggest thing was that uh, Americans are used to a fairly litigious society and they find it hard to imagine that you can rent, you know, a 50 to a hundred thousand dollar steel Dutch trawlers custom built and you can take this thing like you would a rental car and and what if you crash into somebody what if something goes wrong what 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 what, what you know all this kind of uh what ifs and uh I, I don't want to say that they're very forgiving but it's kind of like understood that you know everybody is uh, maneuvering and doing their thing uh, you know on the waterways you just got to pay attention to what you're doing right i think they just whack you with a big wheel of cheese or something <laughs> like that All right, we got more coming up on the World of Boating with uh, Joe from Boatworks next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Ahoy, sailors and sea-loving scalawags. Do you feel lost at sea when your boat needs an upgrade? And does installing electronics make you want to walk the plank? Well, shiver me timbers and fear not, because MPI, Marine Professionals Incorporated, has come to the rescue. MPI is ready to steer your boat into the digital age. That's right, mates. The installation gurus at MPI can install the latest navigation gizmos. MPI installs all the major manufacturers of -of state-of-the-art entertainment systems. Arr, we've got speakers that'll make Davy Jones dance. And screens so sharp, you'll think you're watching Pirates of the Caribbean in 3D. So, if you're ready to sail the digital seas in style and party like a true buccaneer, call me mates at MPI, 954-763-4161. Or request your free consultation now at marineprofessionals.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast fatten down the hatches aye aye sir Man the mouse sprint stow the mizzen mast jive the jib boom hoist the main sole and lower the tattersall look sharp man Tighten the starboard hatch the leeward thwarts and trim the scuppers of the port boot deck This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater. And we got Joe from Boatworks, Motor City Boatworks. Uh, look him up on YouTube. You can follow his progress on the vessels that he is refurbishing or restoring back to their uh, former glory. And we're going to get to that in just a bit. But I, I, I kind of want to tie up this story about you know going over in the Netherlands and uh, chartering your own vessel and cruising down the canals and things. That does sound like an amazing uh, adventure. And, uh, you know, I, I feel at one with Joe because I did that about uh, six months ago on one of those yeah. river cruises down the Rhine River. So I was like a boater like Joe. Uh, yeah, you were up in the helm there. You were steering this big, long I was boat watching the captain the steer the boat. Oh, actually, okay. You were watching the captain. Actually, I didn't even bother her. doing that. Yeah. I just <laughs> took in the scenery, which was but remarkable. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is a remarkable thing to do is just to... Uh, Rent a boat like that and go mm-hmm. to another country and that drive would be the next canoe. level, you know, uh, beyond what I I was doing. I mean, when you get to take your own boat and just be like, you know, uh, mingle with the locals and pull into a port and and hang out in one of those little cool towns that they have over there. I mean, that that uh, potentially is life changing. And you've uh, done this a few times, or was that the first time for you in that particular area? Joe? No, this is the first time. It took me three tries to get to do this trip. The first one got canceled. Back when I had a day job, uh, work 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 was uh, had a work obligation that prevented me from going. The second time, we actually put the deposit, chartered the boat, had to cancel due to COVID. That was right in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Pandemic, and the Netherlands got shut down. Mm-hmm. And this was the third time we finally were able to actually make the trip go. Wow. Uh, yeah, third time's a charm. And uh, were you going to go back, or you got other places? I think they would definitely do it again. There's so many places to see. We didn't really do a whole lot of the southern area of Friesland uh, or the extreme eastern part, which kind of butts up against Germany. I think I would do those areas again for sure. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we have a lot of other adventures. At At the end of the Netherlands, 
part of our vacation, we ended up in Brittany, France. There'll be a video coming out in a couple weeks where we talk about uh, the coast of Brittany, France and finding pirate's treasure. That's another wow. great nautical adventure that everybody's going to want to see. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Is that my, your French pirate art? Yeah, that's, <laughs> my, that's, the, that's all I got. Uh, okay. But <laughs> I doubt that that's helped like at all. But, uh, anyway, there'll be uh, more cheese and sausage. Trust me. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. That was uh, amazing. That was worth the trip right there when we went. I couldn't believe the cheeses and the and the sausages, like you said, and the chocolate. There was a lot of that along the way. But then, yeah, they have these like cheese uh, stores. That's all they sell is cheese. It's, it's all amazing. over the place. It's crazy. I'm like, gosh, I wish we had this. I'd be 400 pounds. But, uh, and I'll see your cardiologist, you go. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it sounds like you had quite an adventure and more on the list. But let's get back to what you do there at Motor City Boatworks. Uh, once again, uh, Joe is on YouTube, and you can look him up and uh, follow his progress. But, you know, last time we had had you on, you had this trawler. What is it again? And, and describe it for it's people a, who haven't seen the uh, channel. So I am rebuilding a 1986 Alden 27 family cruiser. It's a pocket trawler. Uh, basically, it's a trawler that fits on a trailer, and it's towable and launchable by the do-it-yourself owner. It weighs about 6,500 pounds, 7,000 pounds when it was first came from the factory. It has a single uh, 40, 50 horsepower diesel engine inside. It has an aft cabin, forward cabin with a head. Uh, and I've done some modification. I stripped this boat down to a bare hull right. and I've made some modifications to it. I've enlarged the bathroom to about 20 square feet. That's about four by five. It's about the size of a small European apartment bathroom. Right. It's got a standalone shower opposite of a toilet sink mm -hmm. uh it has a galley the aft cabin is the owner's stateroom uh and i stripped the boat down i'm rebuilding it back in about i would say hopefully by christmas or the new year we'll be finishing phase one this is what i call the dirty work all the the fiberglass grinding and fabrication and and modifications that i've made to the whole the messy work that's phase one we'll be finishing that and we'll be starting on phase two phase two is the systems installing all of the new electronics the plumbing the navigational systems the new engine the new diesel engine and uh kind of putting everything back together, back into the boat to get it just the way I like it. Then phase three will be the sea trials and the finishing, just kind of making sure everything is just the way we want it so that we can go do some long-term cruising. And we eventually plan to take it. We'll do the Loop, the Pacific Northwest, the Sea of Cortez. And I'll be honest with you, what I want to do is put the boat on the trailer and bring it to Europe and then use it on the rivers and canals of Europe. And wow. not just do Netherlands, but take it into Belgium, France, and Germany, possibly down to the Mediterranean. It's that a would coastal be boat, but yeah. I really think that it could it would be fantastic and it could be uh work quite well on some of the rivers and canals of Europe. I have no doubt about it. What what do you think about that, but, Barry? But, it's pretty cool. Huh? Put it on a trailer and yeah. bring it over to Europe with yep. what bridge? 
Hmm. Well, I mean, he I, he obviously you put it on a trawler, he has to put it on or, another like ship, a barge. and then ship it over. Yeah, yeah. is that what he means? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. that's what he so means. I, I have restored a number of sailboats over the years. One of my first earliest sailboats was a thirty foot classic sailboat called an Allberg Thirty. It's a beautiful, kind of Jimmy Buffett looking sailboat. I restored this thing. I shipped that boat back and forth across the United States twice and onward to the Caribbean. They picked it up, put it on deck, and brought it to the Caribbean on a cargo ship and unloaded it so the advantage of having a trailerable trawler that weighs under ten thousand pounds and can be towed with a non-commercial vehicle is you can roll on roll off onto a ship just like you would transport a car or a little bus or whatever and then you bring it to europe unload it and launch your boat wow that sounds uh, that opens up a ton of uh possibilities there there's no question about basically there's no place in the world that you couldn't go then right and it uh, sounds like he has a few places he's going to mark off the list. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah. Now, uh, so so uh, you're you're almost through phase one. And are you already through all the elements of uh, potentially getting stuck in your boat, like the video we talked to, talked to you about yeah, six months pretty, ago? Pretty much, pretty much gotten done with all of that. The last things I have to do on phase one is I decided to install the wall coverings in the boat. I, I feel like this might be kind of a dirty project, so I'm putting it in phase one. Basically, I'm going to install the headliner inside the forward and aft cabin, and I'll be installing the FRP shower panels inside the standalone shower in the bathroom. Okay. And uh, this this whole process is involves pattern making and gluing and... Uh, well, so there is know, still potential of uh, video coming up uh, from, from on your channel, like, will I get out? Will I get I'll unstuck? What, <laughs> if you're looking for opportunities to see me hurt myself or something go wrong, it, it, it's always a possibility and Motor City Boat Works. There's a reason to uh, yeah, tune in right there. Definitely an ultimate boating reality show. All right, more with Joe from Boat Works next on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast well i'm on the down east or alexa 
This is the world of boating. Gregor first made Barry the boater, and from Motor City Boat Works, we got Joe uh, helping us out today. You can find him on YouTube. Just uh, do a search on Motor City Boat Works. Works W E R K S, right? Works W E R K S. Okay, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. So uh, regardless, you'll find him. Uh, he has great video, a whole bunch of videos. I mean, you know, a lot of it's on the restoration of that vessel that he's been working on for a while. Which, by the way, what's the name of it? Uh, have you named your vessel or do you so got to wait? Boat, the, boat, the boat does have a name, uh, mm-hmm. but we don't say the name because the boat hasn't been commissioned yet. And right. of course, it would be bad luck to start talking about the name. But the boat has been named. It was named by my wife and uh, we don't talk about it. I will be talking about the name roundabout of uh, how we came up with it, the story behind that in a future episode. Uh, it, it has its origins in France and we'll, we'll talk about that down the road right. in the boat works right now. We're working, I'm working on the Alban 27. That's the, the big, the main project is the Alban 27 pocket trawler, restoring that from mm-hmm. a bear hole. Yeah. And we recently, I recently took on another project with, which is a small trailer bowl sailboat, a very salty sailboat called a skipper 20 sailboat and uh it's a has a faux lap straight fiberglass hull it's very salty looking i always wanted one of these things i spent 10 years trying to find one but the timing was never right i I finally decided you know it's on my bucket list i'm going to get this thing i bought one and i'm going to be doing a pilot house conversion on this little sailboat yeah and talking about using composite materials i've done one pilot house conversion before on a compact 16 trailer bull sailboat and i'm going to i'm going to show how i my process for doing a small pilot house conversion and that's uh it's just kind of an additional project that we have going in the back and to be honest with you all the sailors really love the sailboat action you know the the pe- boaters tend to divide themselves into two groups the power boaters and the sailors stink the sailors, potters and the gas yeah. baggers and, right. and I happen to be actually in both worlds because I started as a sailor, but as I've gotten older, bad knees, bad back, and uh, extra cheese and beer, I like to <laughs> sit inside a powerboat now, so I've transitioned to trawlering, mm-hmm. but my heart is still in small sailboats, so I do both in the okay. boat works, and right. uh, and we'll, you'll see episodes where I kind of bounce back and forth between the different projects. Right. It's also a great opportunity. The projects that I'm doing on the pocket trawler they are really quite advanced and you know the systems are going to be quite involved and complicated and many people have smaller simpler boats and the small sailboat is a great opportunity to talk about some very beginning lessons of how you plan a boat restoration the budgeting uh you know your process of maybe fixing the hull a little bit doing some woodwork and and some simpler projects to kind of get your feet wet in amateur boat restoration and boat building Gotcha. Now, and I know you were up there at the Annapolis uh, Boat Show, which we haven't really talked about a lot on the World of Boating. We're so focused on flibs, uh, being that we're based in Florida. You know, Annapolis was, what, uh, first or second week of October. And I know you were up there. You put out a video on it. And you were up there, what, uh, sourcing parts for this restoration of the sailboat or what? I did, right. So I haven't been to the Annapolis Sailboat Show in about 30 years. I decided this is a great place to go. They have a lot of vendors there. And in particular, they have Beta Marine, which, you know, builds has the Beta Marine engine, which is going to be the diesel engine that I put in my boat. So I wanted to make a trip there to talk to potential vendors 
vendors, mm-hmm. people who I were going to be buying parts and systems from. Uh, and in the process, I, I did a live stream from the boat show, kind of walking around showing people what it looked like. But I also managed to hook up. They have a group of, of uh, you, all the YouTube creators who make sail channels, all the sailing YouTube channels. Right. They get together and there is, uh, there's a guy who puts on a get together for these people and sets up a venue where the fans can kind of meet these people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not famous or part of that group, but I did get to meet them and I did get invited to a reception with them. And, uh, you gave uh, them the finger. It, I saw the video. I, I, I gave them the <laughs> finger. I took with me my giant foam finger from Motor City Boatworks. I brought this finger with me and I asked them to sign it and I got 50 of the the best YouTube sailing channels to sign my phone finger. And it was kind of a great time. There's a video about it on my YouTube channel. It was a, it was, it was a fun time. Very nice group of people. Uh, it was really great seeing some of these folks are out there. They are on the edge living the life right. and, uh, you know, traveling around the world doing different things. And it was really exciting kind of getting to meet them. They didn't know who I was. I be honest with you. I didn't have any idea who half of them were, right. but it was a, it was a fun time kind of getting to meet other YouTube creators, especially people who are more lifestyle kind of reality tv uh, doing boating type of stuff what i do at motor city boat works is i tell stories about uh my amateur boat building and boat restoration it's very information heavy how to stuff from an amateur things that i have learned over the years of working on boats uh it's very concise very detailed we don't mess around we just get down the business and i also do stories of boat motivation because my projects are very large they're very complicated Anybody who does any type of boat building, you know, these things take a long time and you have to keep yourself motivated. You have to, you're always out there looking for interesting boat stories, things that kind of keep you going. And so my travels with my wife and some of these more foreign and exotic uh, episodes that I do, well, that's their specials where, where we're looking for boat motivation to keep going on right. this project. Well, well, you know, as you can hear, Joe has no, uh, enthusiasm with what he does whatsoever. I'm, and I say that extremely <laughs> sarcastically, of course. I mean, he's a ball of energy. And it, as soon as you watch some of the videos, you see it, it. It's very real. And I think that's what people connect with. And it is. It's kind of a, a you know, a combination of some of the adventure lifestyle stuff, which is what, you know, that, those uh, YouTubers pop up in my feed all the time. I watch a lot of YouTube. And it's all about, you know, like somebody who's quit their job and sailed around the world and they're in all these exotic destinations and they're dealing with storms and things like that and you're kind of like ooh, that'd be cool i if i only had the guts to do that well i'll live vicariously <laughs> through this guy you know right and i because. think there's a lot of that uh, out there on youtube but you're doing a little bit more i don't know to me it's a little bit more meat on the bone if you're really into the boating thing and you want to you know, uh, diversify into a little yeah. bit of everything. You think? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I make videos that I would want to see about amateur boat building and boat restoration. Yeah. If you're working on a big boat restoration project, you're probably asking yourself, "Hey, I wonder how somebody would do this particular project over here, or does somebody have any tips about the tools that they would use to do this particular thing over here?" Mm-hmm. I am not a professional, and I do not have a professional boat shop. It's about 
one amateur maybe telling another amateur how they're doing something. And I try to talk about the nuances of amateur boat building and boat restoration, the things that the other channels don't want to talk about, which is we all have day jobs. We can't quit our jobs and we don't want to go off and get in a storm. Mm -hmm. We want to plan ahead and, and look, we all have four, we have 401ks and retirements and grandkids and children that we have responsibilities. I will tell you one thing that I noticed from meeting all of these YouTube sailboat reality TV channels is they all look the same. (laughs) I mean, physically when you're standing there next to them and they're all very, very young. And uh, there were not a lot of or hardly any older, gray-haired, slightly overweight. Yeah, you're uh, saying you hated them is basically Uh, what you're saying, right? (laughs) Hey, I gave them the finger. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, I think Barry and I would be right there with you. Yes, we we, was very, very nice crowd. mm -hmm. Yeah, we we fit in the old gray-haired. Too many responsibilities. We're just as salty smelling as they are, but they're a little more good-looking, tanned, and and better shape. But just yeah. That's how we roll. What are you going to do? More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i lost my stomach for boating a while ago and we both know that these aren't friendly waters this is the world of boating. Gregor first mate, Barry the boater, and our special guest, uh, Joe from Boatworks, Motor City Boatworks. Just do a little search there on uh, YouTube. He'll pop right up there and you can follow his progress and all the restoration projects he has going on. Barry, what do you think? There is no smoke on the water if you're in a sailboat. Why is that? <laughs> he has a, uh, a trawling motor on there to catch fire. Yeah, yeah, but no, 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 no. This is a sailboat. You don't have to run the motor. We don't have to. So there's no smoke on the water. Well, unless in he's, uh, you know, trawling into a slip or something. <laughs> I'm just being difficult. That's what I do I know sometimes. you are. All You're right. Well, uh, look, it, it, it's good stuff. Now, this uh, 20-foot, uh, what, what's it, you know, it's called it's olive oil, oil or something, by the way. The name of the, yeah, believe it or not, the name of the boat is olive oil. I, they named it, I guess, off of Popeye. Right. It is... Uh, it's a very salty when I when I say salty, it's a very nautical looking little twenty foot sailboat. Classic. It has a lapstrake yeah. fiberglass, a faux lapstrake fiberglass hull. Mm-hmm. What that means is that you've probably seen wooden boats where the planks of the hull kind of overlap each other. That's called lapstraking. Well, you could do the same thing in fiberglass, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it looks very salty, very nautical, like an old wooden boat. But of course, it's modern fiberglass. Well, if you this had to boat, keep a yeah. crew member in line, you could still keyhole them. And- <laughs> leave a nasty mark with this right right (laughs) and so about uh you know about 10 maybe 20 years ago uh in rural kentucky i saw one of these boats parked on the side of the road on a trailer i tried to buy it but i I couldn't get a good price on it and over the years i've thought man i always would like to 
uh, own one of these boats and 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 do a pilot house conversion on it. And I came across this boat here in Michigan. It had been for sale a number of times, and each time the price was too high. It was mm. just too much money. And uh, this last time it came up for sale by a new owner, and uh, I called him up and told him who I was. I told him about the YouTube channel. It turns out he was a fan, ah. and I was able to buy the boat at a, at a really great price just a thousand dollars or so and uh brought it back home and and i'm going to be the the caveat of this whole thing was that uh you know i would consider doing a pilot house conversion on this boat now barry was asking well what's a pilot house what exactly is going on there Mm -hmm. pilot house is when you put is like a small cabin on the top of a sailboat usually near the cockpit or maybe at the end of the cabin and uh, it it has windows on it, right? So you can see out. Sometimes they open, oftentimes they don't, but it's a sheltered area that you can kind of sit and steer the boat. Uh, oftentimes on a small sailboat, it will add extra headroom so that you can stand up down inside the boat. Look, 20 right. feet's not that big, right? So, and I'm a big guy. Uh, I stand about six foot tall. A lot of times these small boats, they only have about four and a half, five feet of headroom. So you put a pilot house on it and if if you do it properly with proper materials and a, a proper design consideration so it looks nice, uh, you end up with a very salty little vessel, kind of a one-of-a-kind that really is an eye-catcher. Uh, people just love them. I've done one pilot house conversion before. It was on a Compact 16 trailerable sailboat. You can see the video on my YouTube channel. Uh, that video I did, that, that boat I did maybe uh, seven, eight years ago, I didn't have a youtube channel and so i never really kind of filmed how i did it what was the process that i used and so uh when i do the pilot house conversion on this uh skipper 20 i'll go through the actual process the materials that i use and uh kind of my design techniques for for doing this sort of thing and it's something i think a lot of people have these trailerable sailboats of one sort or another and they've often thought to themselves man i think my boat would look pretty good if it had a little pilot house on it and i'm going to show you how to do it it gives it more of a like a trawler type of look well it It, it gives it a very salty kind of appearance to it Mm -hmm. kind of all-weather type of a look to it listen people who are interested in this type of boat restoration small sailboats uh and classic sailboats i encourage you to check out my channel see what you think i want to tell you from now until christmas day i'm giving away a free book a book i wrote 17 years ago about restoring my classic sailboat the alberg 30 and all of the trials and tribulations that i went through it's a 150 page long book it's got 135 black and white photographs with black and white technical drawings it talks about every aspect of this boat that i restored what it cost how i moved it my priorities all of the kind of ins and outs of doing what it's like owning one of these boats that book is free all you have to do is go and join the workers my fan club for the youtube channel you can find them on my patreon site and uh, the details are on there on what you got to do i'll nice. autograph the book i'll send it to you you'll get a free book it's been out of print for 17 years it's got to be worth something there you go well and and you know the the information doesn't change i mean no it doesn't and, uh, and it sounds like a lot of information right but i want I, I wanted to get back just a little bit so this pilot house will be mounted behind the uh 
the covered area that the cuddy cabin already. kind of the thing. The cuddy cabin. Yeah. Right, right. towards the so end of be, it. It'll right? be an addition it actually, to it. Yeah, it actually gets mounted on top of the cuddy cabin after oh, it's the on mast. Top. After oh, the mass, right. and it goes towards the start of the boat. There's a video I just released called Will This Pilot House Destroy My uh, yeah. Pocket Sailboat? And if you watch that video, at the end mm-hmm. of the video, there are a couple of uh, hand drawing sketches of what this thing's going to look like. But there's also a, uh, a some video of a hot glue gun cardboard mock-up that I made of what the pilot house looks like. Mm Three-dimensional. So you can see it and get an idea. Now, this is not the finished product, right? And it'll be adjusted and and cardboard doesn't really hold a shape too well, especially in the winter months here. But you can get an idea. Wow, what would this thing look like? And I'm telling you, it's sexy. Hmm. And, and, and it's, and this is one of these boats that if you were a single person and you wanted to go out and sail the Caribbean, uh, you could do that with this boat. Yeah. For a single the, person the in a term, 20-foot sailboat. Yes. The term I like to use is a proper gentleman's solo cruiser. Ah, gentleman's solo cruiser. Oh, that may be politically incorrect. Yeah, just Why? A gentle person now. Well, because there's a lot of women out there. <laughs> Gently, yeah. right. It's maybe. just enough room for one person to maybe kind of overnight live comfortably. Uh, these boats came with little porta potties and what have you, mm-hmm. if that's your thing. But uh, it, it definitely, when you put the pilot house on there, bigger guys, older guys like myself, now you can maneuver and get around in and out of the boat, and it's quite a bit more comfortable. You just than got uh, into a little cubbyhole. You've gotten Barry yeah. the boater's uh, big attention now because he's like, "Hey, that's why I got my seventeen foot Triumph." Well, like, yeah. so I can go hang out in the doghouse when things aren't going well at home. You give you a little well, bit more privacy, right, Barry? Yeah. Well, what I wanted originally was something. Um, it was called a Sea Dory. Did you ever hear a Sea Dory brand of boat? Yes. Yes. So They're they used fantastic. to make a. They made a sixteen footer, which they no longer make, and that was the boat I originally wanted to get. Because I yeah. wanted something like that, a little itty bitty pilot house. I could go yeah. out, stay overnight down here in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But but now this is uh, this is garage. twenty, and this so would. Uh, be- I want to tell, tell you the beauty of these type of pocket trawlers, these these pocket sailboats. These sailboats have what's called a shoal draft keel, so it has a very small keel, draws very little draft, maybe just eighteen inches or something like that. But there's about 800 pounds, 800 to 1,000 pounds uh, ballast down below. So if you don't want to sail your sailboat, you leave the mast off and you can trawler around in this thing just using a small outboard and kind of taking your time everywhere you want to go. So that's the beauty of one of these type of boats once you've done the pilot house conversion. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and you just paid over, well, just a round of grand and, and you're going to flip this thing after 400 hours of work for what? 500,000 for Barry? No, I don't think, uh, I don't think so. Oh. But I will tell you that when I did the compact 19 sailboat, that thing turned a very nice profit when I was done. Okay. Ah. Well, there you go, Barry. What do you think? I think I'll have to use your credit card again. That won't get you there. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Let's just wrap it up and leave it at that. Uh, check out Joe from Motor City uh, Boat Works there on YouTube. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. You guys stay safe stay motivated until next week remember whether it's sail or motor life is better as a boater safe boating everyone come back here come back here
Larry, a barnacle-bitten swab? World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the World of Boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.